Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Uh, Michael is a recent college graduate whose post-college plan is derailed when his girlfriend leaves him for a job in New York City, stuck in Ohio, Without a new plan of his own, Michael finds himself caught up in an endless loop of driving the drunk bus, a bacchanalia of late-night campus shuttle that ferries drunk college students from parties to dorm and back. When the bus service hires a security guard to watch over the night shift, Michael comes face-to-face with a tattooed man by the name of Pineapple, a larger-than-life Samoan American who challenges him with a good kick in the ass. The film is called Drunk Bus, and we're joined today by the co-directors of the film that we, John Carlucci and Brandon LeCanke. What a great word. What's that? Did you say Bacchanalia? Yeah. Is that from Bacchus? That's, like that's... in reference to, to the god of wine? Yeah, yeah, that, Bacchanal, that, Bacchanalia. Heard that word before, it's a great word. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I really enjoyed it, I had a good time with it. And I think really the key to it is Charlie uh, Tahan in terms of you, you like him. He's a, he's a character that you can relate to, and he has a he has this kind of sense of himself that I think a lot of us share, in terms of where are we, what are we doing, are are we doing anything that we really want to do, and so this 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 story has a lot of what I would call heart. It just does. Where did it come from? I'll start with you, uh, John. Where where did the story come from? Uh, the story came primarily from Brandon's experience driving the actual drunk bus at Kent State, Ohio. And we had been together for five years at this point, and we started thinking, you know, it's time to start um, figuring out what our first movie is going to be. You know, should it be this horror idea that we've been, you know, kind of toying with, or is it going to be a comedy? And, you know, we, we kind of bonded over the, the movie Better Off Dead, and I think we were both big fans of, like, that teen coming of age, John Hughes, Kevin Smith. And he would always tell stories about, you know, oh, hey, one time on the drunk bus, I used to drive the drunk bus and this and that. And we started thinking maybe this is where we need to. And it just happened quickly. It just felt like that's a good idea. No one's done it. Could Our pitch was clerks on a bus. Maybe it could be something in that flavor. And that's really kind of how it started. And we would just add our stories from college. And then we got together with Chris Molinero, our screenwriter, and he would throw his uh, college stories in. And we just started uh, add to that. Or Yeah, I mean, um, this is Brandon. So. Yeah, what John was saying that, you know, the job came from a real place that was, um, I, dro- I drove the bus <clears throat> at Kent State University, which is, um, you might all unfortunately know that school because of May 4th, 1970. Yeah. Um, you know, Neil Young wrote that great song, but um, uh, unfortunate accident. But yeah, so um, I drove the bus then uh, in early 2000s and I, um, I just thought it was a really kind of a funny, kind of a funny route. It's weird. It's like I drove, my I went in at like 10 p.m., clocked in, clocked out at like 4 p- 4 a.m. and drove like weird people, drunk people to the college, from the college dorms to the bars. And what's uh, really interesting about the movie and about that that job and stuff is that Pineapple, the guy who plays Pineapple in, in real life was my, uh, he was, he's playing himself. He was my actual security guard at Kent. I got I got in the job as the security guard because we became friends. We got we, we uh we got um became friends in the dorms. He was my na- my neighbor, and 
started we started a punk band together and everything but yeah we kept in, we kept in touch and um and when we wanted you know as john was saying when we started to make this movie we reached out to him and uh we wrote obviously wrote this for him like you know can't really it's hard to cast that role other than the real guy you know um so yeah, yeah. that's why it's based on real shit in the beginning kind of uh, tell you that and give you a little tonal uh push you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there is real there is real shit in the film yes absolutely yeah. yes it's also it's- based on real shit <laughs> Well, I, one of the things is in terms of kind of as a way of, of telling a story and a way of introducing a lot of characters, this is a wonderful kind of platform to be able to do it. People getting on and off a bus, people getting on and off a bus in a drunken state, young people, all the different things. It, it gives you a, a lot of comedic and kind of insights into people in, in terms of just having that as a way of going about telling the story, which I really appreciated. This is something that for filmmakers who don't have a big budget, it's about finding a kind of a motif, kind of a way of telling a story that allows you a lot of flexibility. And you mentioned earlier that this could have been a horror movie. You could have easily introduced, you know, some kind of vampire into this story and it wouldn't have felt completely out of the context of what we're used to in terms of, of, of storytelling. So I really appreciate that about that being creative with what you have in terms of the, the, the uh, resources available, but the key to the film are the people. Yeah. And uh, our, our first inception, you know, we started thinking this could be a one location movie and we, we were the architect, you know, the blueprint was kind of like, let's think about this as a, as a stage play where the bus is just, you know, the one piece and the characters are going to come in and out of our our narrative, and then we just started to build it out a little bit more. And we wanted Charlie's first ex- or Michael's first experience off the bus to kind of be this new thing that the viewer kind of sees as a breath of fresh air or right. like a new world, because his whole world is just this. He's making a circle. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm making us with this gesture with his hand. But there is there's there's the metaphorical part of that, this kind of endless loop that his life is on. Exactly. And the, the thing about his character is he knows it. He realizes he knows he's stuck. So when you bring Pineapple into this story, the security guard, who really is terrific, by the way, I think he's got real chops. I mean, in terms of his not only is he such a good character to bounce off, but he's funny and he can be dramatic. He has a real presence to him. Well, he's a he's the real guy. Yeah. So like he's he's the guy from college that that uh, that was my security guard. So that's how we that's how we found him is that he's just a buddy of mine. And and then obviously over the years he's become uh, a, a close friend of John's as well. And um, when he was introduced yeah. to me, it was you know Brandon would tell these stories about the drunk bus, and he would talk about this guy named Pineapple. And and I was like, what are you talking about, Pineapple? And, and he you know he's legally changed his name. He looks like this. And I, you know, it just became natural. We have to put him, he's such a character. He has to be a character in the story. And then, you know, I think at first it was like, um, he'd be a consultant on the person who's going to play him. But that quickly turned into, let's just make this work and uh, use a non-actor and uh, get performances out of him. And we started to learn, as you said, that he had chops. We got him in touch with uh, an acting coach in Austin and he worked really hard and, um, you know, we kind of shaped the dialogue and the character and the scenes with Pineapple to make it feel more natural for him. 
And he ended up just playing sort of a caricature of himself because he was Brandon's age at the time when they drove the bus. So we just made him a little bit older, wiser, you know, more loud version of, of himself. Right. And he, had, and he had a backstory and, and yeah. as characters like this who, you know, are flawed. And then we find out more about his background. Again, these are the kind of touches that really elevate a film. Everyone has a backstory in the film. Everyone has enough of a story for us to be able to invest in them as characters. And that yeah. is incredibly important. Yeah, we actually we wrote bios for all the characters, for all the actors. We wrote like a page of like backstory, a lot like majority, grand majority of it never made it into the film, but just so they could prepare for the role. So it, that, that's terrific. I, I do want to talk about Charlie Tahan, but I do want to let our listeners know that we're talking with the co-directors of this wonderful comedy called Drunk Bus. And it's comedy, but it's more. I, I mean, it's funny. There are funny things in it, but it's it's there's kind of a, a little bit of that. It's, it's hard to say this out loud, but there's a little bit of Breakfast Club in here. I mean, that's that's okay to hear out loud. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, say that a few more times. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody called Better Off Dead the other day and we were like, oh my God, yes. So yes, there's definitely Breakfast Club in here. There's John Hughes DNA in this project because as I said earlier, we're both fans, but yeah. Yeah, and the, the, t the name Drunk Boss, the title, the, the, the thought there was to have something kind of crude or crass or to get you in the tent but then once you're there, you realize that the, the title actually has nothing to do really with the movie. Right. Totally, yeah. you know, yeah. so that, that wasn't, that was a device that we um, meant to do as well. The drunk bus is, it's what the students call the bus, obviously, but it's a location in the, in the movie. It's another name for Michael because they don't know who he is. They just know him as drunk bus. So when they see him at the party and they yell it out, like, so that the name, you know, the, the title has a couple of different uh, levels to it. The co-directors are John Carlucci, as well as Brandon Leganke. Another element of this is kind of the where they are and where the, the trajectory of where we expect Michael to be going. The thing about him, he embodies this sense of you've just gotten out of college and it's kind of the, the end of the graduate. Now what? Right. Now what? What yeah. am I doing yeah. now? And that, that kind of permeates his character. He has this love of his life that has gone away and may be returning to him in the person of Amy. And so this is kind of mythical in some ways, this kind of esoteric idea that he has about what he lost and what he might be able to get back. That drives him. But then there's Pineapple agitating him to do the right thing. And then there are people all around him in the film who are giving him lessons. And I can't say his the character's name uh, for a broadcast, but F you, yeah. F you, yeah. Bob. Another wonderful character, another John Hughes kind of character in here. Real person from Kent, Ohio. Is that right? And he was known as F you, Bob. And he would ride the bus. Brandon drove him. Actually, I just remember the craziest story from our production was, because we, we had a lot of Ohio-based people on our crew. We shot in Rochester. But there was a guy in the art department who was a life model in an art class at Kent State. And F.U. Bob, the real F.U. Bob, actually drew him. So that was, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, the real, the real F.U. Bob drew our art and props guy. Jeff? Na naked. Seems Jeff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah, so he's based on a real yeah. character. But 
Yeah, he was this art professor from the 70s and he just kind of stuck around the town. Okay. And there's other there's other characters and he's he's unfortunately his past, but there's other characters, a lot of other characters around Devo Ted is another one played by Dave Hill. Effie Bob is one. Cat Zach and Justin. Cat and Justin, well, not really Cat and Justin, but Zach Cherry, Josh is roommate. What I'm what I'm leading, what I'm going with this is that all these characters kind of remind Michael not to be oh and Will Forte who's, who's who plays who plays Fred. Fred all these people are 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 symbols of what he shouldn't be and stay and stay there and and just kind of rot you know that's yeah. that's the, that's what those people's other than colorful characters that round out the cast that's what their kind of function is for the narrative and and thank you for mentioning Will Forte because He's got a wonderful role in this. We and, and it, it just I, when I first heard the voice uh, through coming over the bus, I thought that's got to be Will Forte. But I, I mean, it wasn't absolutely certain. But uh, there was uh, this is just anecdotal, completely kind of irrelevant, maybe. But when I was I've been in California my whole life, but there was a period of time around this the 80s where I knew so many people who were. Ohio refugees that I mean, just completely randomly, my ex-girlfriends from Findlay, just people. Oh, all, wow. yeah. All over the place in my life were suddenly people I, I that had come from Ohio to live. Yeah, because Ohio sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I just when I was watching this film, this one really resonated with me in so many ways because it looks very familiar to, to you know, just the life. Right. Sure. Just things you go through. I mean, the, the lake caught on fire in Cleveland, for God's sakes. Like That's, the, we're not talking about the Cuyahoga lake. River. No, the Cuyahoga no, River. No, Lake Erie. Lake Erie caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been the person that did that. I don't actually know how it started. I wonder anyway, if that was another like, podcast. You know, some guy threw a cigarette out or he was like, watch this. Right. <laughs> The film is is out uh, through uh, FilmRise, and I believe the what is the release? I should know this. I'm sorry. The release is Thank everywhere. You. iTunes, uh, Amazon Prime, kind of near VOD streamers. So that is what we're talking about tomorrow, May 21st. The film will be out, so you can check it out at the platforms, the usual suspects, as I like to say. Yeah. And is there any theatrical? Um, is this going to be a theatrical brick and mortar? Yeah. If you go to um, drunkbusmovie.com, there's a list of all virtual theaters and screenings as well as in theater and some drive-ins. Uh, what's next? Uh, I'm sure you're getting, this has got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure you're getting a lot of interest in, in other film film projects. I'm sure you're working on something. Um, yeah, just just pitch pitch and reading right now. We've, we've been, um, you know, we acquired an agent and since then, we've just been meeting with a lot of people, pitching, but also being given scripts. And we've we've been writing stuff for years, you know, film and television. So we've been throwing a lot of things out and getting interest. So we're kind of in this nebulous phase right now of, of what's next. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time. And I, I really enjoyed it. So the film, again, is called Drunk Bus. It's out. Got it. And you can check it out at the platforms. And uh, the, there's a link at filmschoolradio.com how you can watch it, where you can watch it. The film, again, Drunk Bus. We've been joined today by the co-directors, John Carlucci, as well as Brandon Lakenke. Thank you. Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, this, is, this is great.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.